Hello and welcome back to Open Minds with 16. On today's episode, our guests will be sharing their grief story. We hope that this podcast will be interesting to listen into and hopefully provide others with advice and even comfort. We hope you enjoy and listen on. So just before I do begin the podcast, I just want to say a huge thank you to everyone that has been listening in and engaging with our episode so far. Hopefully this one will be just as beneficial. Um, For our new listeners, I just wanted to reintroduce myself. My name is Kalida. Um, I'll be hosting today's episode once again. Um, And before we kind of get things started, um, I do apologise beforehand if there is any sort of background noise or any interruptions because I am living in a household. So um, yeah, so before I do um, kind of ramble on, let me let my guests introduce themselves. So go for it. Yeah, hi, uh, my name is uh, Jalal. Um, I'm 30 and I'm from Luton. Lovely. And anything else you want to add on? Any interests just to get an idea of what you're like? Yeah, um, I've got a varied set of interests, I guess. <laughs> um, uh, what am I... Probably what are your hobbies? What are you interested yeah. in? Um, I don't know. Generally, uh, probably games, both computer games, board games, and I'm very competitive. Uh, so um, brilliant. Uh, anything, anything that involves any sort of competition, generally, I'm interested <laughs> in. Um, football, big fan of football, big Arsenal fan. Oh, boo! We need to get you off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there is quite a few listeners that will support the same team, so we've got to stay. Um, even on that um so before I do begin um obviously I don't know if I told you I well I did tell you the topic in regards to what we're going to do today rather than kind of discussing things I wanted you to kind of give an insight into uh your grief story which um I'm sure will be quite interesting to hear because I personally don't know it myself um so I don't know if you just want to kick off and kind of just go for it and just kind of walk us through um, and maybe let us know of um, whom you lost and then kind of guide us through like what processes you experienced over time. Yeah, um, no problem. Um, so I lost my father um, about 13 years ago. Um, so I, I was 17 at the time when, when my father passed away. Um, I mean, so how can I put it? Um, he passed away. Uh, of natural causes um, okay. so he had a few health health problems yeah. um, that led up to it um, so so he had previous to, to obviously him passing away he had three strokes oh, no. uh, mul- mul- multiple um, other problems such as diabetes um, dementia uh, blood clots in the lungs so okay. yeah that- so it was quite a very complex kind of yeah medical, so was- he's, he had a medical history yeah he, he did so I think so how can I put it? My, my my when my father passed away, he was well into his seventies. Okay. So he 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 wasn't young. He had had mm. he had a full life in that respect. Yeah. But um, um, yeah. go on, sorry. Sorry, no. I've got this tendency. I've had feedback that I I keep jumping in, but I feel like it's because it just interests me so much. In regards to before you do kind of explain further, was your was your dad? Um, generally unwell like as in was how was his kind of quality of life before he obviously um passed away my my dad was a very active man okay uh, 
so he so he wasn't he wasn't lazy by any sorts. Uh, yeah, he didn't have any any sort of so other than obviously the health problems I, I mentioned, and yeah. I think uh, you know, I'll, I'll get into it. But a lot of those health problems came through the fact that he was quite a heavy smoker. Okay. And so he he was he was like a, a um, you know a, whatever they call a twenty year day kind of man. So he did oh, he, he did, smoker. He, yeah, he was a he was a heavy smoker. It was only through when when essentially myself and, and my brother and my sister were, were old enough to kind of advise him otherwise or yeah. how can I say a little bit of babysitting there maybe yeah and kind of wean him off off the kind yeah. of to be fair it's a hard habit to kick so yeah. I can only imagine how hard that was yeah so a lot of his health problems came from that but yeah my, my father was very active I mean he used to pick uh, he used to uh, go and pick me up from school um, okay. and drop me off all the way up until like high school obviously even when I was in high school he was very overprotective as a father mm. so he used to wait for, even he knew was, he knew that it would be embarrassing for me if he went and <laughs> when I'm what like, dad doesn't do it I, I yeah do um, that. 100% and yeah he would he would wait for me at a certain place and then and then we'd walk on together Lovely. so yeah I was very close to my father I think. oh no um I think the the, the general deterioration in his yeah. his health and his being um happened around when I was probably 15 when he was actually okay. diagnosed with dementia uh-huh. and so he he was diagnosed with dementia and yeah that was a very tough time um because it was so I could slowly see bits of my father kind of wearing um, away in in regards to that with dementia in general it is such um a complex thing obviously working as a nurse I worked in like the elderly care unit where there was a lot of like exposure to dementia at different levels um in regards to that now that you've kind of mentioned that your dad did have dementia mm. um how did you find that because like how you mentioned it was quite um difficult to deal with at that time what kind of things did you experience when he obviously was diagnosed with the dementia I mean it was there was a very there were various things um so just to give you a bit more context yeah um in my household when my father was uh was diagnosed there was only so i i'm i'm obviously one, i'm one of seven siblings um or one of seven essentially yeah i'm the youngest in that respect and at the time um it was myself my brother and my sister and mm-hmm. my sister was um in full time work so was my brother it was generally me that was at home uh, okay. and I was mainly supporting my mum in caring for my for my dad. Um, okay. <clears throat> uh, my mum's obviously very elderly in her in her own in her own regards. So it was so I, w- I was doing most of the heavy lifting, if that if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, of course. So, uh, making sure that my my dad was uh, was looked after. Obviously, my mum done probably lion's share, but she could only do certain things. Of course, yeah. It was mainly me supporting her in that respect. And, you know, um, there's a varied age gap between me and, and then the rest of my siblings and they had their own kind of responsibilities and, and, that, and I never hold that to them, but it was course, their yeah. situation and I was in the household. So it kind of fell to me and I, and I, I didn't feel burdened by it, but, but yeah, it, the, the, the difficulty you. was in kind of seeing... Of course, the deterioration. The deterioration. So, you know, it, it started off slow, don't get me wrong. Yeah. But sometimes I just see my dad looking out into the garden and... Um, kind of wondering where he was he'd tell me where he didn't know where he was which was upsetting I could imagine because I feel like those things are quite prominent when you do kind of realize the the actual level of his um kind of cognitive impairment when they do get 
diagnosed with dementia that's like one of the main things is memory and I feel like because you've your dad was always quite active and you know I'm sure he knew his way around the area like so so something not to be able to recognize his own back garden must have been very upsetting yeah, it was. Um, and then there, there were the really bad days where, obviously, as I said, my dad was quite physically fit, um, yeah. even at his age, um, and he was quite a strong man for, for yeah. his age. Um, you know, sometimes he'd have violent episodes, which were against his, uh, you know, it was, it was completely... Yeah, against his nature. He wasn't my, brother, even my, 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 my father was not a violent person. Yeah, no, um, yeah, I've, I've seen it with my own eyes with that kind of like but there'd be episodes for example yeah you know the scary times as well like there's mm. times when my dad would go for a knife and with my and my mum being there oh, God. yeah, yeah. So i had to be very careful i had to be on top of it because how did you find those times like obviously with the violent episodes it can vary i could imagine from yeah. rather his absent episodes or kind of not remembering how did you find those violent episodes to deal with you know, obviously at your age yeah it, uh, I, I say it now but they, they weren't frequent they were they were rare yeah in that respect but when they did happen yeah they were yeah but generally my dad I think so obviously I'm, I'm like my father I'm quite large I'm quite big um, yeah in that respect um so when when it's quite hard to hold someone down of that size yeah so like... yeah the challenge um so basically my father was fine until he he came across me in that in that respect so he would respect had the, I don't know if it's mutual respect or yeah be aware may, whatever it may be yeah tough yeah. situation to handle obviously I'm, I'm not going to hurt my dad but i also need to make sure he doesn't hurt himself or anyone else of course um so so yeah that was the that was the tough part of it and mm. to be honest, the main thing was trying to make sure that my mum was also okay with it because you know she's the only other one other than myself in the house of course um there were times where he'd wake up in the middle of the night and say um oh this is not my house and literally put his shoes on and walk out the house trying to find I, I won't give away my address but trying to say you know yeah of course yeah essentially you know uh, I need to go to my house and, and that would involve myself or my mom chasing him down the road oh wow um you know and sometimes when I was at because I was at school finishing of up course. my doing my GCSEs at the time yeah um you know I, I was in I had to be how did you cope with that because I could imagine like that's quite a big load and I know probably at the time you don't really process like what is actually going on around you because you're kind of just coping but now obviously reflecting how did you how did you find that kind of balance to to manage your schoolwork and then also come home to you obviously caring for your dad and the safety of yourself and your mom if i'm and if i'm if i'm 100 honest with you i kind of bottled it all up um i kind of kept i could imagine i kind of kept it to myself how, how i kind of saw the situation is yeah. always be worse um, yeah. I you, and that's how I kind of got through it that was my coping mechanism um, that you know I need to do what I need to do for my dad yeah, um, um, yeah it was um, I could imagine yeah um, yeah but yeah as I said it was it was a difficult time um, you know I, I remember an instance when as I said I was in, I was in school and uh, yeah. he, he'd done a similar sort of thing he'd got his shoes and, and wandered off outside Mum chasing him and, my, and him essentially batting her off. And he was lucky my, my best friend lives in the same road. Okay. And his father, which also was quite close to the family, saw this yeah. and he knew the situation. So he. Oh, wow. He's lucky enough to stop. Exactly. That, because I wasn't there. That was one of the, one of the occasions. I was, that was the one probably occasion that I wasn't there. That he was really bad. I had one of his episodes. 
I could only imagine the worry, like obviously going to school and yeah. knowing that that could be a possibility to happen. Mm. Yeah, it, I... it, yeah. So, yeah, it was a lot, a lot on me at the time. But I'll be honest with you, my my general coping mechanism was that you know um, it can always be worse. And and I had to, you know, I'm I'm uh, how can I say I'm, I'm I've always been quite a good planner of stuff. Yeah, I used to make sure that everything was taken care of in in. in in regards to school obviously just touching upon it because I feel like that's something that just really intrigues me now like how time is now obviously back then you were studying you were doing your GCSEs and you were trying to kind of you are also co-helping your mom care for your dad yeah. um was your school aware of the situation no. you were in? Because I know with Asian communities in general, they, they kind of keep that on the back burner. They don't really highlight it as much. Well, that this is me kind of generalising it. There are some few families that are quite open with um, kind of the support that's available. But most families, they kind of create it as if it's a way of life, which is fair. But um, in your case, obviously you were at school. Um, like, was there any sort of indication for the school to to know you were struggling or kind of how how did the like did the school ever kind of so, intervene so no um the school didn't know uh, okay. to be honest with you it was is purely kept within within of family or any extended family you know everyone that we knew knew but school yeah. didn't know um to be honest with you i, I never met i never even thought about it if i yeah. i'm you know mentioned did you find it challenging, though? The, the fact that the school didn't know what was going on and this pressure to do your GCSEs and succeed in the same, like, kind of instance while your dad's unwell. I know, like, naturally you yourself probably would have wanted to get the best grades you could to make your parents happy, but did you find that challenging to kind of juggle the both? I, I'll, be, I'll be honest with you. I think the main struggle for me happened probably after my father passed away. Okay. So, I mean, if, if I lead up to, to what happened... Uh, yeah kind of so so obviously I was doing uh well I was I think in in year 10 mm-hmm. going into year 11 if I if I remember correctly anyway and um, basically there was a, a lot of health problems with my father and I yeah. think the view of my mum at the time um was you know and my dad was saying this as well with with the snippets of him that were left and mm-hmm. he was saying that he wanted to visit his family because as much as he's got a lot of family here he has a lot of money back home. So it was a, a conscious decision made by uh, my mum and mm-hmm. take me and a couple of my brothers and sisters with my mm-hmm. father back home to, to Bangladesh mm-hmm. uh, for two weeks. And I remember the two weeks that they chose and the two weeks they chose were the first two weeks of April. So, you know, when you have the half term, oh, sorry, your end of term. going The Easter. Yeah, the the Easter, essentially, break. yeah. So that was the two, that was the two um, weeks that they chose. Okay. And if anyone remembers that, that, that two weeks is essential going into your GCSE because that was my last holiday before my GCSE exam. Of course. So I remember packing my books to take them back home. Um, oh, wow. Did you accompany? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay. Mom, so it's my mom, me, my brother, and my two sisters. Uh, okay. With my father that went. Um, of course. Yeah. And yeah, I remember packing my books, taking them back home. If I'm perfectly honest with you, I didn't crack open the books once while I was there. <laughs> Couldn't imagine. <laughs> uh, because it was difficult. I think they, my mom also took yeah. advantage of the fact that everyone was, well, you know, the, the younger siblings were all there. And just yeah. to show them Bangladesh in that respect. And, and don't get me wrong, my dad looked at peace 
when he was there. Of course. Um, because he had his family around him, and you know, but it didn't do well for his mental health. He he started to speed up that okay. the, the process when he went back home. As, so he declined more he when declined he went back home, quicker. even though he seemed. He declined a lot quicker, and I'm okay. not. Um, don't know why, uh, but yeah, it, it seemed like it was a lot quicker. And there was mm-hmm. there was one. There's a few issues on the way back from from Bangladesh. You know, I think a few air they had a few airplanes that weren't working, which was very stressful. Of course. And basically, I remember a situation where my father didn't have none of his medication, and we've been we've been put up in a hotel because they oh, they didn't have the plane working, and that was a very very stressful time. And my dad was coming in and out of his comas because he's diabetic. Oh me. no! So he kept on dropping into sugars, yeah, exactly. Low sugars. And it, was, it was me trying to because obviously my mum didn't know his medication, didn't know everything, and it was kind of down to me in that respect to to make. Oh god! So I could only imagine the. Pressure. So I remember one of my cousins back home. Uh, I needed to. Me and him went on a kind of a mission to try to find insulin for my dad. Oh wow! In in, in Dhaka, which we had never been to before. Uh, and yeah, it was it was a it was a that was probably one of the most stressful times. Um, God, just even you explaining uh, it just sounds super traumatic. In yeah, general. but you know, alhamdulillah, it, it worked. It got him back to a certain yeah. state. It wasn't the best situation to be, in, yeah. but it got him to a state, and we got him back, obviously, to to this country. I think when when we got back, um, my father, in you know, from that point, he passed away in October. So we went, we went in April, and he passed away in October the tenth. Okay. And, and yeah, the deterioration was really quick. So it went from him being able to walk and talk and do everything um, when he got back to losing the power in his legs. So I had to carry him around places. You know, it, it, you know how they say the soul leaves the yeah. that way. So I could, I could, I could see my father losing all his soul leaving his body in that respect. So it was like, yeah. So he left. He lost his uh, his legs, all of his feeling and movement mm-hmm. in his legs slowly through to so did you look kind of like notice his quality of life yeah yeah but there's again the i think um sorry one second um yeah i think you look for the the, the snippets of kind of happiness in it and, yeah you know when i saw my dad come back sometimes and it gives you that little kind of snippet of yeah. hope yeah right? it does and um, having a conversation with me yeah randomly yeah, randomly it kind of makes you think that, hang on, maybe this isn't the end, or maybe it's not all doom and gloom. Yeah, um, definitely. I mean, <clears throat> so, um, yeah, those six months were hard. I've done my GCSEs. Yeah. Um, oh, so you basically sat your GCSEs in that in summer? In that summer, correct, yeah. And then, obviously, he was declining at that time, so you are kind of juggling him as well. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I done what I could. I'm not saying I was a full time carer, but I don't. No, no, no. But I think, I think that's the thing about obviously when you're such a young carer. I think it's so. I think naturally you downplay it because you don't see it as such a burden. Because obviously, end of the day, it's your parent. You don't really take it into consideration that this is something you're doing. That's quite mm. hard, um, and for you to do your GCSEs, I think, kudos to you because. I think that would be such a hard thing. I think um, my sister was doing her GCSEs at the time when my mum actually, or she was due to do her GCSEs when my mum actually was um, passed away. So like in those instances, like I can understand like the stresses because end of the day, that is your, 
as much as it's really I don't know it's a difficult thing to say because as much as your parent is leaving this world it's something you have to accept but then you have your future ahead of you where you have to think about like you need to essentially do well in your exams to get into college to get into university so it's such a hard like thing to to juggle and especially like especially when your parent is declining it's not that they've passed away yeah, or uh, you know they're well they're, they're actually at the most vulnerable stage of their yeah. life um you know as i said seeing everyday bits and pieces of my dad kind of the way yeah. it was it was stressful don't get me wrong there were times when i was angry as well uh, of course and, mainly I- and i think that's grief in general you always you already start I don't think there's a certain point where you start grieving because like how you mentioned, you started seeing, like you started feeling as well, like you could see your dad's soul kind of leaving his body in the sense where his quality of life, his mobility, his capacity. So like in a sense, I feel like that was probably when you started grieving with the whole decline. Like, So naturally with the process of grief, you, you go through those episodes of anger, denial, and it takes a long time to get to acceptance. And I think even for me, personally speaking, I lost my mum 15 odd years ago, but I still feel like I hit those spots of denial where I don't really accept yeah. it. I'm... So I think that's super hard to like have to kind of manage and deal with at that like young age. Yeah. Just on yeah. a side note, did you pass your uh, Yeah, I smashed my GCSE. Well, there you go. Um, but yeah. I think that shows, I think that's a reflection of not just obviously you're probably gifted in some other form and manner, but um, I think it does reflect also a sense of your character, like to kind of motivate yourself and still persevere to do smash your GCSEs. Like that still takes effort. So for you to do that, I think that's a huge um, reflection on yourself, even at that given time. Like I personally think if I was in your situation, there is no way I would have smashed my GCSEs. I would have probably not even taken them because of like, I think my, the way I am, like how I manage things. I don't think I would deal with it as, as good as how it seems you have. Uh, it wasn't, yeah. Yeah, but, yeah, really you know, good. I, yeah, back to kind of like, yeah. So I guess, I don't know, I, my, my general theory on, on maybe education or, or academia, I respect, I put yeah. it down to, Probably my, my father's dwells in that respect. Of course, yeah. Um, one second, sorry. Um, <clears throat> You're doing brilliant, um, don't worry about it. Because yeah. I know these things, that's the thing, it's, it's super hard to talk about because you, like how you mentioned, you bottled it up for so long that kind of almost when you do speak about it, it almost feels like you're kind of opening that wound up again that you never really was able to close properly. So I think the fact that you're talking about it now after so long and so intimately, I think makes it really hard to to kind of talk about it. So for you to be feeling obviously the way you feel, it is overwhelming. So like I said, like, don't don't feel pressured to like give me the gory details. Like it's just wanting no, to no, get an insight into obviously. Uh- your no, struggles. just obviously, as I said, you're, you're right in, in terms of it brings back the memories. But I, I, I remember course, it yeah. very clearly. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah so yeah, I've done, I done my GCSEs. I, I smashed my GCSEs. Um, you got into college. Uh, you study yeah. lots of different things. I, I was doing 5A levels. Um, 
Oh my god. You really didn't give yourself an no, easy way um, out. I think mainly and when I'm going back to the kind of anger point, my anger was probably yeah. towards probably the doctors. And you know, and in reflection I'm yeah, probably not fair to be angry with them, but obviously I had I, I channeled it that way. I think that's a natural uh, yeah, thing to do. You you find yeah, a when, focus. When doctors essentially said to me, Oh, my dad's got two weeks to live basically. Um this was this was like yeah, and, you know, this was like in it. September, I think. The, the September and then he passed away obviously in the October. You know, I, yeah. I was like, you know, it's a very. I, I felt that it, it could have been handled probably a bit, bit better. Um, but yeah, that, mm-hmm. that 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 was what it was. Um, but I think, you know, there was a couple of times where, I guess, I always remember kind of thing. Uh, mm. um, <clears throat> my my dad asking for me. I think these are the things I think that stick so deep because it never gets easier no matter how many times you'd say it to anyone. It's those kind of memories I think that feel the worst because you're kind of helpless. Yeah. Um. But like you said, you did the most you could do and that's all you can take away from this whole experience is you learn and you grow and I feel like with what you did at such a young age you have to remember that because not everyone can maintain it like maintain those responsibilities in one such such a kind of big bundle junior exams and I know I keep going back to school but with a young person a school is life do you get what I mean that's that's basically your own focus that's that's all you have to worry about so for you to kind of have to juggle looking after your vulnerable parent and then obviously going forward with college and exams and then trying to be there for your parent but you can't you, you there's nothing you can do to stop that progression in and kind of deterioration in his health it's quite you you'll naturally yeah. feel like that i think it would be weird if yeah, you didn't probably. like if you didn't have any sort of emotions towards it because these are the kind of prominent memories that stick yeah. with you no so like what i was saying when my dad asked for me it was uh, you know as mm. much as, as uh, you know i think all, towards the you know when when obviously my father was getting worse all of my brothers and sisters kind of started yeah. chipping in more uh, and not of that they course, weren't doing yeah. anything before that no no but i think it's it's kind of you you set whatever responsibilities you have yeah. aside to focus more because it becomes more more heavier yeah, definitely I, think, I remember uh, my mom telling me that um, my dad told yeah. her that so so my brother you know to to lift him so he could bathe okay yeah 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 um you know uh she i remember my mom telling me oh um your dad asked for you um because he says he's most comfortable with you um and that you, yeah. you know it's it, it doesn't hurt him when you pick him up and stuff like that i think you know you, you even saying that it just makes me kind of reflect back on when I lost dad and it was the same exact thing. Like I literally, when dad was generally ill, I used to help with his personal care. And um, I think maybe being a nurse, he felt that confidence in me and felt like he was quite dignified when he was with me with his personal care, which I was super grateful for because I just thought if there's anything I can do, at least this is something. And I remember when dad started deteriorating, um, I was outside the ward and it was during COVID time where the restrictions were quite high. So they weren't letting people go in and out. 
and I remember I'd seen him and I'd gotten out and um my sister was calling me she was like calling me she's like you need to come inside dad dad's say, saying he needs you to change him no one else can do it because you only know how to do it mm. there's a way you're doing it that he just wants you and it's like those memories really make it hard because you realize like obviously given that time you'd run to it at any moment if that was the case now I would still I would run within us within mm. without thinking and in that kind of situation there I was restricted I wasn't able to go inside and I feel like even though I was there and present and someone else did it it's just like knowing that I wasn't able to do it for him in that last time that he kind of asked or what was able to physically ask so I get where you're coming from like it's little things like that that really yeah. affect you because it you I guess it's kind of you realize that you did have an impact in some form and manner. Oh, definitely. I mean, um, you know, and then and then there were a couple other things just before he, he passed away, I think. So um, just before he passed away, I turned 17. Um, yeah. And I remember him telling mum, don't... Uh, so obviously my mum would throw like a little uh, dawah or a little get-together for my family to get for. And yeah. I remember him telling mum, don't, don't not invite anyone because I'm... Yeah. Oh, so continue like still yeah. celebrating. And so he remembered, uh, which was which is oh, good. Wow. In that respect, good. That's a nice, <clears throat> yeah. nice memory to have. So yeah, my dad then passed away, and he passed away during Ramadan. Um, so it was that he passed away. So uh, he went into hospital. Um, I can't remember the exact day, but it was during Ramadan. It was in the last. It was in the last. Okay. So was his whole deterioration yeah, generally at yeah, home? So he, had... he went into. Okay, so you lot had quite a lot of contact with him before he actually got yeah. admitted, and then obviously yeah. So we chose to we, we chose we made okay. the conscience to sorry we made we made the decision oh, to, to kind of um, care for him at home. So we got what what made you kind of decide rather home care rather than hospital? I think care it was mainly my mum. She was she was obviously maybe of, of that yeah. old school mentality. She didn't want anyone to you know, my dad other than herself um, or family. Um, yeah for you personally how did you uh, find that I, decision like if it was up obviously it wasn't up to you and you there was a kind of a, a family decision but if it was up to you how how do you feel like would you feel like yeah, that would yeah be fully supported 100% I didn't even I didn't even why would you feel like that would be <laughs> obviously that's fair enough but what would what, what would be your reason why so you in, found in, that in my in my head or the way that it was uh, the, the situation it, that, that was proposed to us um there's not much they could have yeah. done for him in the hospital that, that we could have done of course that we couldn't have done so like it wasn't the fact that he needed to be on a machine um it didn't he didn't need to have any specific or special okay. medication he didn't need any special care uh he just needed to probably yeah. be in an environment where he's comfortable um and, and then had people okay. that would kind of care for him kind of thing so it, which is fair yeah why i asked that is because um obviously working in the hospital I also dealt with end of life care with a lot of patients and you come across a lot of families that when you're given that option so as a nurse or you can't go as a kind of um, a nurse and a doctor it just depends on the situation you'd kind of um relay them the the plan of action or I guess yeah. the, the next stages and it's generally done in like a family meeting setting whether where the patient is there themselves or the family are there and um a lot of the times there would be like families that they just couldn't cope with it. Like mentally, they didn't want to see their family member, their loved ones kind of 
deteriorating and I just feel like with that that I could understand that because from that level from that level it could be yeah. quite hard to deal with like as in seeing the deterioration but then for others that might be a form of comfort knowing that you're there for every moment every every kind of yeah I, I guess it's, it's each to their own as yes um in, yeah, in, to me course, there's yeah. no option in that respect if given the option i would always go for the for the you know with being with my family kind of thing uh, uh yeah of course but yes yeah. so be. again it's each to their own i mean you have to you have to you you have to kind of evaluate mm-hmm. the situation and then see what's of best course, for yeah. for not just yourself but uh, mainly for for the person and i think my dad was a lot calmer at home as much as he had his episodes it, it, he didn't like the hospital mm-hmm. and i think a lot of people don't um, yeah no yeah i think i believe that too i think it's just much more heightened and stress just the environment of hearing the machines the lights yeah. everything's timed you're kind of out of your normal homely routine which i think is essential for your mental health in general like just the sanity yeah and i think home. that's why we, we chose to obviously to keep them at home um and you know um my, you know, I, I, I like to believe that, that my dad was blessed in that respect because he passed away on the, on the 27th night of Ramadan. So. Which is quite, for those that aren't Muslim, I guess, um, it's quite a powerful kind of night within our religion of Islam. So it's during the month of um, fasting. So that, that is such a beautiful day to, to go. Did you find comfort in in that yeah, as well? Yeah, I would I, w- I would understand why. Um, obviously, after he'd passed away, um, just briefly touching upon it, um, how did things change? After uh, quite significantly, I, I started had to, uh, well not had to, but I I had already applied for a part time job before dad passed away I got that wow. part-time job so I, I started that pretty much uh, a couple a week or two after after my dad passed away um you know financially probably did struggle uh family because obviously mm-hmm. you know, my dad was, wasn't mm-hmm. there anymore so it should be um my mom me my brother uh and my sister was uh was was particularly probably gutted uh because she got she got she was engaged at the time so she was so my oh so wedding plans yeah, so got to a side she got engaged yeah. just before so i think a few weeks or a month before my, my dad passed away and she really was hoping that okay. my dad would make it but um he didn't make it to her to her wedding she got married the march after oh. after my dad passed away okay um, so yeah um i mean yeah so it's just so some you know uh, my sister my brother myself uh, my mum there was a lot of uh, maybe strain financially and other, other stress, obviously, because my mum did go through some, I think, as much as, you know, she didn't probably communicate it the best way. She was having, she was struggling to sleep. She had stress, you know, depression yeah, and all that kind of stuff going through. I guess if you think about it, she yeah, she did um, lose her partner. You know, f- partner for that. how long was it? 50, 50 years? 50 plus years? Um, wow. So, yeah. So I guess that, that, that was hard on her. As I said, I started. I started working. I started college, so I was doing my part-time work and I'm, I'm doing college. Um, I think, you know, that was particularly hard on me trying to balance everything. Um, and then, you know, you know, you eventually get to a little bit of a breaking point, I guess. 
Um, and, and that's why I mentioned earlier, you know, that I think the main effect of, of, of the whole thing kind of snowballed into, into a few events after my dad passed away. Um, you know, like, so um, back in the day when you used to do A-levels, you, you used to have two set, sets of exams, one in January, one in June. I didn't do the best in my January yeah. exams, um, which was a shock to me and everyone uh, because, uh, yeah, yeah, so it was a shock because I, I don't think I've ever got grades that low. Um, and so, yeah. <laughs> no, what was it, a B? Uh, it, was, it was worse than that. Okay, uh, fair. But yeah, uh, it, it, was, it wasn't good. Um, and, and neither okay. were my, so I'd managed to pull some of it back for my June exams, but my first year of college was, was very difficult because I was doing yeah no, it, was, it was a lot going yeah. on at home and I think a lot of the, the stress and the do you feel like that like as in obviously just kind of I wouldn't say moving on but just kind of shutting that chapter of your dad obviously passing away like not kind of properly grieving and yeah. going through the process of it do you feel like the fact that you got you generally just kind of moved on with life like as cousin kind of getting your skates on and just starting to to cover like grounds like financially and stuff do you feel like that led to the impact of your kind of um exams and like definitely I think, that kind of I, well I think so uh, but apart from that as well I was doing I was doing like 30 hours even though I was part-time I was supposed to be part-time I was doing 30 hours oh god yeah it was like full-time so, um, job oh, no so, so no, I've gone like, from college straight to work weekends at work um wow. so yeah I was very tired I'll be honest with you I, I how did you find that experience though like as much as you were tired how did you kind of cope once lot. again I like, fell asleep in class that a lot full on. Uh, I'm um I fell asleep oh. in class I've been I was a bit despondent from from learning if I'm honest as much as, as, much as yeah uh you know I I loved you know uh, learning stuff you know uh, generally being very very good with with yeah. academic stuff but yeah, I was despondent for that first year. I, I think I needed it to kind of give me a bit more um, mm. fire kind of thing for, for the whole, whole thing. But yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I done my first year. Okay. I came out with five Cs. Uh, okay, which isn't bad at all. Yeah, um, so what I did, I got five Cs and I, I decided, you know what, I need to buck up a bit. Um, um, so oh, wow. I obviously you drop one at the end of your first year. This is how you used to back in the day you drop a yeah. drop a, a yes level and I took on four A levels for my second year which they allowed me to do um, I to convince oh them to to let me have that um what, what um yeah four four A levels I took on and I remember during the summer um I had picked up a second job so I was doing two jobs oh my god I really wanted if only there was like a a GoPro on your camera to see <laughs> yeah, what was, the movement was like because that, that sounds just like hell to me but I feel like for you the way it sounds is like you kind of went on to some sort of grind where you just wanted to kind of succeed which seems like you and I feel like you put a lot of energy towards like getting better at your exams and doing your jobs kind of to take away the focus of like obviously yeah no you've encountered no 100 i think you say I was that determined. after the first first year yeah. i think was my kind of process yeah. of getting used to everything maybe uh you know reading stuff as much as it of didn't course, look like yeah. on the outside because i'll be honest with you i don't think i showed it very well i'm not great with with probably showing okay. that kind of stuff and i just 
got on with stuff. Uh, you know, I I did mention at the beginning that I used to put, uh, beginning of the call that my interests are games. I think I I kind of buried my head in, in and stuff like that. Channeled it, yeah. Did you ever talk to you about like, this much or anything about it? Depth, or just like yeah, touch a little bit like no, nothing like this i think the only person i've talked to this to this extent is okay. probably my wife uh but but yeah other, okay. other than that generally haven't haven't talked to the to this level um but yeah as i said i think that it did drive a lot you know i've generally been always quite an ambitious person um but it kind of rekindled that yeah. um in my second year well, yeah so do you feel like having that low of obviously like how you mentioned and getting through that kind of experience of not having your dad there like kind of getting used to not having him around that that kind of that low that you dip to is what you needed to 100 i think so i think you know yeah i i definitely agree with that i think it was a it was a you know like a, what, what, what's the word um it's like a little bit of a kick up the ass kind of thing if that's you know, like my brother would say yeah um I don't know if I'm supposed to say mind our language, Sorry. mind your language. Uh, but yeah, I didn't say nothing too <laughs> right, okay. bad there. I didn't say nothing no, too I'm bad sure there. Uh, but yeah, the, it was essentially a, a lit phrase. fire underneath me. Um, of course. And I think that is the best thing, probably one of the best feelings to get out yeah, of that kind of phase. Because I feel like when you hit those lows, it's really hard to find a sense of motivation to drive you. It doesn't matter how motivated you are as an individual. I think if you do go through that phase and you hit that low, it's almost like hitting a brick wall. It's just how do you climb or how do you break it? Like it takes a lot of a lot of energy, I would say. So for you to kind of obviously, I'm sure you went through a yeah, process my, where you were like, my general on, process is what my is head. going on uh, here? I, I, I think I mentioned earlier I'm quite competitive, but it was to prove certain people yeah. wrong. So I, there were people. Okay. Uh, I, I won't. Would you say within your community or your friendship uh, circle, like they're, they're who, within a, who would within you a kind of class as the people uh, that would? But yeah, there, there were people okay. that were not gunning for me in that respect, uh, and and I think the biggest yeah. that was one of the big factors as well. And also, I did want to make my dad proud in that respect. Um, so all of that. Kind of... Mm-hmm. No, do you know what? I, that completely that resonates with me as well because, like, even like when. Mom, when my mom passed away that was a lot of like I think within the Asian community in general is quite competitive like they want these this so-and-so kids needs to do this <laughs> and that and the other and there's always, always comparison but, but, uh, it's, it's such honestly, a bad nature honestly. to have yeah but I always felt like with with mom like it was always about like which girl or which 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 one of her daughters or which one of her sons gonna mess up like and it's almost you're you're doing it for that for the sake of like <laughs> I, no, you're not going to get around this. That, like, but I'm in my situation, I, if I'm 100%, I've never looked at anyone else. I've never competed with anyone else. When I did competition, no, seriously. Yeah. I, 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 um, no, no, there was plenty of, of that within the family, don't get me wrong. And outside, you know, people compete. Yeah. But for myself, I was But for not your own personal reason, it wasn't my, that. I had a goal in my head of where I wanted to get yeah. to. And, and and that's that's of how course. I got to it. I, I didn't see the, the distractions of things come. The, the, the... How did you feel once you got kind of so, achieved the way? Yeah, no, I've noticed a lot, a lot of things happened. You know, um, I kind of, you know, back in the day, you could retake exams as well. So I retook pretty much my entire yeah, of first course, year. Yeah. Uh, 
with my singing. So I remember a period oh, wow. of two to three weeks where I had uh, about 16 or 17 exams. So I was doing three exams a day and these are not oh, mock cool. exams, they're the actual thing. Um, so yeah, that was a really difficult period, but I, I, I planned it beforehand and I, I was motivated to get that. Yeah, and a lot Almost of teachers kind of went against me um, at that time as well, if I'm honest. They, they, they turned around and they said, you can't, can't do it. Um, your, your predicted grades, the, the, my predicted grades weren't great. All the more exactly and to like that if i'm honest with you i came out with excellent a levels so i i, I think i i went from obviously five c's in my first year dropped one of those as levels and i finished off with uh two a's and two b's so i i bumped up all of my oh, brilliant them all back um, and yeah i went to university got a first in my in my degree and i remember Perfect. um i had secured a job before finishing uni Oh my god, you literally are like the perfect student if I was your tutor. <laughs> yeah, like, so uh, that was the best student. thing for me, if I'm honest with you. You know, the, the day that, so I remember the day, because it was the day after my brother's wedding, and it was December, yeah. uh, and I was a third year student doing, doing my degree, um, and I got an unconditional offer, a job offer, uh, as, for a graduate program to start in the summer. Um, so I, I, oh, wow. I went into my final exams knowing that I had a guaranteed job for a graduate program. Yeah. It was, it was great. That must have um, felt amazing. I went in to do that. I, uh, you know, uh, I then started my master's. Um, so I've got, uh, yeah, oh, wow. I finished my degree, done a master's, um, finished my graduate program. Um, and yeah, um, kind of looked back. But yeah, I always do think about... Um, uh, but you know my dad and i know he'd be proud in that respect because yeah yeah a hundred percent without a shadow of doubt i yeah, think I've you've achieved above and beyond and yeah i'm, I'm, I'm really happy like you know i think back at it now it's it's been you know a journey in that respect but yeah yeah and i think even like you just explaining all of that to me personally i just think like what a journey like for you to obviously have started where you were at such a young age to then graduate and be successful mashallah I think is such a brilliant thing and it just reflects on like I said your character in general and how you've kind of motivated yourself no one else has motivated you you've kind of motivated yourself to get to where you need to be and I think that's so important um, for any individual going through any sort of loss and grief is that self-motivation just to yeah. persevere through these kind of hard times because I think it's really hard like it's really hard to get yourself out of those bad memories and those dark places and you know the flashbacks of, of things that you you don't necessarily want to remind yourself of but to get out of it I think it's, it's something anyone or and everyone I feel struggles with it doesn't even mean that you have to lose someone it's just I'm sure people go through lapses in life where things don't go the way that they want to but yeah it's brilliant I think it's amazing what you've done like to to come out the other end like obviously super proud of yourself and I think yeah, so I, that's why I, um, I hope uh, inshallah you know uh, Allah knows best at the end of the day uh, you can only do your best so. of course how do you so obviously just drawing towards the end because obviously I don't want to take too much of everyone's time and your time um just kind of reflecting back to the experience that you've told me of your grief story 
how do you find in a nutshell like um the kind of the impact it's had on your life kind of losing your dad how would you kind of describe it in it's kind of hard to describe it i know Uh, it's such a bad question to ask (laughs) but what i mean like as in just briefly kind of obviously everything that you've gone through how do you feel like that that's defined your life or kind of has it defined your Um, life and how you it's definitely I think I've told you, I've just rephrased no, no, it's fine. my I question think... and just asked you a completely In different one, but um, <laughs> I do apologise. It, it changes your perspective and things that you generally think are insignificant okay. are kind of brought to the forefront and made more significant in your eyes. That's what I would say. Yeah, I agree. I think that's such a good yeah. explanation. Um, I think, so... If you think about it as a kind of, you know, maybe in a bigger picture, um, we're all kind of insignificant, but I think it's understanding the significance of your insignificance, if that makes sense. Of course, yeah. Uh, That's fundamentally what I would say is, is, is don't, and also one thing that my dad always taught me is not to worry about, he always had a saying out of sight, out of mind kind of thing. So don't worry about things that are not within your control. Because yeah. if it's not within your control, then worrying about them of is course. just wasting time. I was actually just going to ask you, do you have That's, any that, sort that of would advice be for anyone out there that listens to the podcast? Yeah, and I think, I think yeah. that, so, that's yeah, a brilliant that's piece that of advice to, me, to give. You know, out of sight, out of mind. And if something is not within your control, um, and that's the limited control that we have, then there's no point worrying about it. Well, I want to say a huge thank you, Jalabad, for just kind of talking on this episode because I think it's been super insightful. I think, I guess, no one really knows what anyone goes through until they say it. And just from what you've said in this this last kind of 50 minutes, 40 minutes, um, it's just super interesting to know the person you are and how you have concealed all of this. And I know each individual to themselves, how they kind of express their emotions and how they encounter grief in themselves. But you've done such an amazing, I can't, I can't repeat it enough. Like, honestly, you, you've done so much to, to get to where you are going through all of that hardship. But obviously, like, like how you mentioned, I feel like we all go through these tests and you only get given these struggles unless you can handle them. So in a sense, um, yeah, I just think I really appreciate you obviously being so raw in in your emotions and explaining your processes of losing your dad and I hope everyone else enjoyed this session because I feel like it was super emotional I nearly cried I think I might have dropped one or two tears but um it just shows how kind of really emotional this was I felt like I was you at one point so um yeah I really appreciate it you kind of being so kind of um open with your story and I really do hope that things get easier for you no worries well I hope everyone enjoyed uh, the podcast today and please tune in for our next one have a good evening or rest of the day depends on when you're listening to this but yeah thank you all so much